Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. It is always great to be with you as I am each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East if you're up late listening to me on Sports Overnight America. Uh, we talked the beautiful game, and it is great to chat with you. By the way, I'd like to welcome to the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. It's a pleasure and a privilege to chat with you. We've got a lot to get to today. World Cup qualifiers, well, this round anyway, largely finished. Um, and to be fair, there were a, a couple of upsets, I suppose. North Macedonia uh, defeating Germany uh, would certainly be considered an upset by any stretch of the imagination. Or whether or not it makes a fundamental difference... Uh, yeah, I just don't know. But look, let's talk a little World Cup qualifying today. Let's also talk about the Champions League and FIFA, uh, pardon me, UEFA's a new concept for the Champions League. They're going to rework the Champions League. And I had a fascinating discussion today with some of my friends uh, in the business that put on these uh, friendly matches. Uh, you, you may know them. You may have seen them. You may have gone to them. Uh, but there's really some very interesting fallout from... Uh, both the Qatar World Cup, the COVID fallout, and of course the new Champions League proposal, which looks like it's going to come into law. So let's talk about this. We've got a lot to get to today. Of course, we're not going to forget about qualifying. Um, there were some surprises, no doubt. And all I can say to you is this. Yes, UCLA Bruins, you make me proud as a Bruin. I, I cannot believe UCLA have made the final four. I know it's not soccer, folks. I know. I know. And it's called World Soccer Daily. But we're allowed to indulge in a little March madness, even though March is, for all intents and purposes, fundamentally done with. All right. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. That's the best way to reach me. Let's continue the dialogue when we're on break, when the show's not on. Anyway, head over to our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, podcast network, and subscribe to this show, as well as they have a whole range of other really great soccer shows on there. All right, enough said. Got to take a break, and let's kick it off when we get back on World Soccer Radio. All right, well, March Madness just about done with. I mean, we're at the final four this weekend coming up. We're going to have the final four. We're going to have the, you know, then we're going to have the uh, uh, the finals. It's very exciting, both on the men's and the women's side. Good stuff. But when the final four is over, when March Madness is done and dusted, never fear, folks, there's always lots of sports you can bet on. And there is no place better to bet on your game than at Bet Online. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet all your sports action that you have the Jones to do. And uh, whether it's news, scores, odds, bets, they got it all. 
Bet Online, free to sign up. Head over to the website, betonline.ag. Use your mobile device also if you want. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And you better believe they have a robust selection of uh, international uh, football, as in soccer games, uh, club, country, all the leagues around the world, really FA Cup, League Cup. they got everything you want and all the prop bets that you are looking for. Uh, a great place, lots of fun. If you're going to go there and bet, just make sure you do it responsibly and make your sports betting part of your entertainment and not your lifestyle. All right, look, I kind of covered a lot of topics in the introduction to the show. I don't usually do that. The introduction to the show is usually lighthearted and whimsical, and is designed to welcome you to the show and give you all the pertinence, websites, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and all the rest. But today, I opened it up a bit and actually got into some of the topics because my mind is just a swirling mass of brilliance. I'm, welcome, I'm waiting and desperate. I'm at the edge of my sheet seat to share my thoughts with you. All right, just kidding. <laughs> I did want to get a jump on it because we've had a, a kind of interesting World Cup qualifying, really punctuated by the shocking result, shocking result today. I mean, really, I mean, we have to be honest, right? It, it was absolutely shocking that Germany, the mighty Mannschaft, has been manshafted by North Macedonia, uh, despite Gundogan. Gundogan getting a goal in the 63rd minute to make it 1-1. Goran Pandev and Eljif Elmas for the mighty North Macedonia get the away win in Germany. Shocking stuff. Um, It's one of those things, you know, where you say, oh, you know, wow, an absolute shocker. And And if you look, okay, all right. It can be argued that Germany did not field they're a team. They have a lot of injuries, and this was considered sort of a bit of a cakewalk, etc., etc. So I will agree. But the mighty Macedonia doesn't have uh, Serge Nabry or Kai Havertz in there, or Gundawan, or Goretzka, or Kimmich, or Leroy Sane, uh, or De Stegen in goal, or Antonio Rudiger. Uh, no, they've got the mighty Alexander Tajikovsky. Boban Nikolov. Eljif Elmas getting a goal today. And in goal, Stole Dmitrievsky. Uh, if you don't know who half these people are, you're not the only one. This was an upset like no other. And so I'm going to ask you, if this was an upset like no other, where are we in the group stages of the World Cup. Keep in mind, okay, keep in mind that they have, they have A through H, I, J, (laughs) A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, nine groups, (laughs) okay, Uh, the top team basically from each group is going to go through, and the top team for sure, and then there's some formula depending on pointage, the other teams that go in. In Group A, Portugal, surprisingly enough, uh, tied on points with Serbia. And by the way, with three of the eight matches in to the qualifying season. Okay, Republic of Ireland, zero points. I think if you're looking at Group A, that should be considered the biggest disappointment is the Republic of Ireland 
failing to really get much of anything done in their first two games. Uh, Group B, Spain, Sweden, Greece, Georgia and Kosovo. Spain on top, but still dropping a point to Georgia or dropping two points to Georgia with a draw. That was a shocker. But regardless, Spain on top with seven points. You would almost think Sweden's sort of going to eat through as a second team. But, you know, the Spanish, look, they've conceded three goals already this uh, this qualifying. And Sweden, who have only played two matches, have conceded Zippo none. And they are only one point behind. So Sweden, with a win in their third match, could well leapfrog Greece. Uh, pardon me, leapfrog Spain. And the next match between Sweden is, in fact, Sweden and Spain. And that, unfortunately, won't be held until uh, September. So if you're anxious to see how this group shakes out, folks, you're going to have to cool your heels a little bit for six months. That's why I hate World Cup qualifying. I'm being totally honest with you. I, I, I really, I mean, you know, we're going to go through it. Don't worry. Don't worry. I, I, I'm a man of my word. I said we would get to the World Cup qualifying, and we're going to do that. We're going to talk about all the groups. But it is one of these things where if you think that a you know four- or six-week wait in the Champions League is, is bad enough, a six-month wait is interminable and disappointing. It's like coitus interruptus, where the coitus never, never comes back on. You never return to it. You become a monk for six months, and then you get to go back. Ah, uh, it's just such a terrible system. It's it's not fan friendly. It's not exciting. It's got all the hallmarks of sort of holding your nose and swallowing your medicine, which, in fairness, is what World Cup qualifying has become: holding your nose and swallowing. The medicine. I mean, if we could take the World Cup and bring the same type of excitement as they do to March Madness to the NCAA with the selection committee and everybody's excited. And yes, there's some people that were excluded that were upset and other people that didn't think they should get in but did get in and etc. Now, we could do that through qualifying, surely. But to make that qualifying exciting, it needs to be handled in a short period of time. Why don't we just not have qualifying? Why don't we just expand the length of the World Cup? Or the year before, which is my suggestion, over the summer, you just have a qualifying tournament. I mean, that's another option, another opportunity for FIFA to take massive bribes and to line their pockets. Why wouldn't they love such a thing? I would imagine they would be all over it. By the way, at some point we're going to talk about the Sergio Aguero news today. Don't worry about it. That is definitely on the agenda to talk about. But I promised World Cup qualifying. I'm a man of my word. I know it's paining me to do it, but we are working our way through it. By the way, lots to talk about the Women's World Cup today also. We're not going to get into that in detail, but as I told you before, I am really to the point in my life where I actually almost prefer the Women's World Cup. It's a more exciting event. All right. 
Group A, we talked about. Group B, we talked about. Group C, Italy, Italy, Switzerland, Northern Ireland, Bulgaria, Lithuania. Italy, unbeaten. No one scored a goal on them. They've put six in the back of their opponent's net. Italy cruising. One would imagine Switzerland will win their next match. I mean, really, for this one, first and second, is, in my mind, all going to come down to uh, the Italy-Switzerland match. But having said that, um, at least Bulgaria scored a goal. I think I have to go to break. I do. All right, I'm going to go to break, pick it up. More World Cup qualifying on the other side. This is World Soccer Radio, presented by betonline.ag. All right, welcome back, World Soccer Radio. And yes, I am playing Police Truck from the Dead Kennedys. And yes, I did fade it out before the very, very, very rude bits come up. World Soccer Radio, Nick Eber with you. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. You can find me on Twitter. That's right, Twitter me, twatter me, reach out and flatter me. Nick Eber, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Coming to you on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. By the way, also on one of our many digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning Sirius XM app. Folks, I'm everywhere that you want to be. And by the way, I'm also talking to all of our men and women around the world listening on the American Forces Network. And I'm with you Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast, Monday through Friday. That concludes the housekeeping. Let's get back to the thrilling, never a moment of dullness, World Cup qualifying. By the way, don't worry, we've got a very controversial topic to talk about this show. We are going to get to it. World Cup qualifying, not really it. So Group C, Italy, Switzerland, Northern Ireland, Bulgaria, and the mighty, mighty Lithuania. It is Italy on top with nine points. Looking very good. Looking like a shoe-in for the qualification. <clears throat> Next up, Group D, France, Ukraine, Finland, Bosnia, Herzegovina, and Kazakhstan. France, well, they did get a draw. I believe that was their first qualifying match against Ukraine. Ukraine are the draw specialists. They've drawn all three of their matches. France well ahead here. They've only they've only scored four goals though. But and when you have Ukraine, Finland, Bosnia, and Kazakhstan in your group, you've got some question marks about that. But nevertheless, France will go through. Group E. Belgium, Czech Republic, Wales, Belarus, and Estonia. This one kind of open still. Wales, I think we will all say, had a very disappointing first qualifying match, losing 3-1 in Belgium at the King Power at Dendrief Stadion. In Leuven, should you want to head over to Belgium? but redeemed themselves with a 1-0 victory in Cardiff against the Czech Republic. They are not out of it, folks. Uh, this is going to be interesting. The Czech Republic, 1-1-1. One, one, one. 
If I'm the Czech Republic, I'm not happy with the number of goals I'm conceding. And if I'm Belarus and Estonia, uh, I'm just enjoying being there because they suck. All right, next up, Group F. Denmark, Scotland, Israel, Austria, the Faroe Islands, and mighty, mighty Moldova. Denmark running away with it. <laughs> Ready for this? Their plus minus, folks, is plus 14 of the three matches. That's right. They have scored 14 goals, and they have conceded not a goal. Uh, of all the teams in qualifying, this team is furthest ahead than anyone else. I suppose the surprise here would be Israel. You know, and Israel uh, losing 2-0 to Denmark the first match, but getting that big 1-1 against Scotland was an absolute shocker. And then beating, uh, by the way, it was at the Bloomfield Stadium in Tel Aviv. Okay, so, I mean, it was at home for Israel. But then to go to Moldova, wow, and get a 4-1 win away for Israel <clears throat> was very, very big. Scotland, on the other hand, a 2-2 against Austria, a 1-1 against Israel, and they did beat up the mighty Faroe Islands by four goals to nil. Uh, that that one, we'll have to wait and see. I'm not going to make any pr uh, predictions yet, except that I am going to tell you that Belgium are for sure going to go through out of Group B. Uh, do any of the other teams get the pointage necessary to go through? That's the question mark. And in terms of Group F, we were on that one. Denmark also in the same position. All right, next up, uh, Group G. Turkey, Netherlands, Montenegro, Norway, Latvia, and Gibraltar. One of my favorite movies, Das Boot. Remember that? When they were going through Gibraltar. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're probably thinking, this guy's a complete knobend. And, you know, you might be right. Turkey beating the Dutch 4-2, uh, if you remember that, at the Ataturk Stadium, stadium in, a, in Istanbul, uh, at the first match of qualifying. That was an absolute shocker. Um... And then beating Norway away in Norway, that was another shocker. Uh, but then they do something crazy. They give up three goals against Latvia. Meanwhile, the Dutch put seven past Gibraltar. Mm. I mean, it's going to be the Dutch, you have to think. The, I mean, if the Dutch go, don't go through, then, you know, Armageddon is here. Johan Cruyff is going to do Cruyff turns in his grave if the Dutch don't get through. I predict, however, the Dutch will get through, despite the opening loss to Turkey. Hurdy gurdy in the roost turkey. Remember that guy in the Muppet Show? Love him. Swedish chef. Sweden, however, not in Group G. But he did say Turkey, and that's why I bring it up. All right, Group H. Croatia, Russia, Slovakia, Cyprus, Slovenia, and Malta. By the way, I have really been getting into these World War II, uh, these television shows from Russia <laughs> on Amazon about World War II. They're like TV shows, you know, 10 episodes, 12 episodes. They had one, Life and Fate, which was quite good, and then an another one about... Uh, some lieutenant on the Russian front and another one about aviators. I don't know why I'm into them. They're, they're actually quite bad, but there's just something about it. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, and I, I completely going off on a tangent here, by the way. 
If you want to know what I'm binging, that. That is what I'm binging right now. I'm binging uh, Russian television shows. So, we're in Group H. Russia's in it. Well, they're tied with Croatia at the top. Um, the issue, if you are a fan of Russian national football, maybe Vladimir Putin is a friend of yours. Uh, the results are good, but you have to be a little bit concerned with the loss against Slovakia and giving up goals to teams like Malta, because let's be honest, Malta's not exactly known as to be a scoring powerhouse. Slovenia, the same thing. They're giving up goals in all the wrong places, much like if you remember that 80s video game, Alicia Suit Larry, who was looking for love in all the wrong places. Um, Russia are giving up goals in all the wrong places. That would be of concern to me. I like Croatia. I always like Croatia. I think they play some lovely football. And, um, of course, Russia coming off, you know, the last cycles World Cup being the hosts. Uh, a decent team. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I fully predict probably both of these teams will make it through the coefficient. Uh, I don't know which one will come out on top. England. Uh, three wins. Three matches. Uh, one goal scored against them. Nine in the back of the net. Uh, on top of that group, handily looking very much in charge. Uh, Poland put up a good fight uh, against England today. Not quite enough. England were unlucky. I like this England team. They're young. They're exciting. They believe they can do it because they're not old enough to know really what abject failure in international tournaments feels like. But don't worry, guys. It's coming soon. It's coming soon enough. That's the English way, is it not? <laughs> So, all right, that's Group I. England, Hungary, Albania, Poland, Andorra, and San Marino, the worst team in global football. Group J, Armenia, North Macedonia, Germany, Romania, Iceland, and Liechtenstein. Look, this one is a shocker. I mean, if there were two teams that I expected to totally dominate in this group, it was Germany and Iceland. Iceland are horrible. They've conceded six goals. They've scored four. They've only won one, and they've lost two matches. I love this Icelandic team. Don't get me wrong, but ooh, they're stinking it up like a rotten Icelandic fish. And the Germans, well, <laughs> what on earth is going on with Germany that they lose 2-0 to North Macedonia. They beat Iceland 3-0. They whooped, whooped them, but then only 1-0 against Romania, and then the shock result today at Duisburg, no less, losing against the Macedonians. Alexander the Great would be proud of his Macedonian countrymen beating the Germans 3-0. All right. That is World Cup qualifying, of course, the last group, uh, the really exciting group with the massive football, football powerhouse of Qatar. They will qualify regardless. Uh, Portugal, Qatar, Serbia, all tied on seven points. Interesting to see. Uh, Portugal definitely uh, look like they're in trouble. 
they're an aging team. Uh, they're going to get it done. I predict they'll get through. Um, but I'm not predicting they're going to cause many waves, despite having uh, CR7 uh, on the team. You know, you can only play uh, when you're 150 years old for so long before you need to suck down some oxygen and get back in your wheelchair. All right, this is World Soccer Radio. I'm your opinionated host, Nick Gieber. I know you hate me. It's all right. Love me or hate me. Just don't ignore me. Twitter me at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Send me a Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'll be right back with more. I know you're excited to hear that right after this on World Soccer Radio. All right, welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm Nick Gieber. Um, There are a lot of stories going around in football right now, despite the dire World Cup qualifying that is proving to be uh, just an absolutely tediously dull pain in my ass, to not put too fine a point on it, because it interrupts the things, the excitement. You know, you're building with these league seasons. You're building with the Champions League. You want to see who's going to win, who's going to make the Champions League, who's going to get relegated, which manager's next to get the sack, who's going to win the FA Cup or the League Cup final. I mean, this is the stuff that you get all excited about and all hot and heavy, and then bam! FIFA just slams the door on you with some really ridiculous... Hey, to see England play San Marino! Oh, I don't want to see... Arsenal, Liverpool. No, I want to see England play San Marino. I can hardly wait. I'm positively giddy with excitement. Not. By the way, I I have a bad attitude. I I, I do. I, I really do. It's club versus country. You've heard that? It's club versus country. They say that all the time when players, it's club versus country. But you know what? It's more than that. It is actually club versus country. Club football is putting international football on the men's side out of business. What's a better tournament for you? The World Cup or the Champions League? Which one will have better football on display? In which tournament will you see every global superstar playing on teams surrounded by other global superstars? Not the World Cup. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, all these super players have to have have a country they play for, for sure. But are you telling me you're going to get a Manchester City or a Bayern Munich or a Liverpool or a Barcelona or a Real Madrid type of talent level on any national team? No, you're not. You know, probably the Brazil of the Pele era. You saw something like that. But that was different because almost all the players uh, playing on the Brazilian national team were playing in Brazil. Because not only do they have a lot of coffee and Brazilian waxing, but they've given the world the great gift of uh, top-quality international football. But you're not going to see that again. Those days are uh, history. History. 
generally national teams are just if you know you were to put up a top quality national team against a champions league winning team of course some of the players would be the same no doubt uh it's a no-brainer so the leagues are starting up again the World Cup is coming. It's expanded. Got to have all of these teams. Got to have Liechtenstein and Lesotho and the Maldives. Got to have. Got to have these teams in here somehow because we got to you know, open the door and let them in because we're being inclusive and the inclusion is a good thing. But quite frankly, I don't want to watch it on television. Okay. And so now you have the real club versus country battle that's coming up. That battle is no more in, uh, evident than in the battle going on right now in UEFA regarding the Champions League and its new format. They were supposed to have decided on a new format already. They delayed it. They delayed it for a number of reasons, okay? Some of it is lots of people ain't too happy about it, but the powers that be at UEFA are. This will be a 10-match first phase now in which they're going to scrap the way they're doing group stages. And they're going to let 36 teams in and two wild card entries. Those wild card entries are going to go to clubs with the highest UEFA coefficient. And without sounding like a math professor, it basically means... Uh, your old, established, European dominant clubs. You may not have been dominant in the last five years, but maybe 10 years ago you won it. This is a way for teams like Real Madrid and Barcelona and these other teams, of which Liverpool's probably one of them, so I better watch what I say, to not get dumped out of the Champions League when they have a restructuring year. The teams are the highest UEFA coefficient. That's points used to rank clubs based on past European success. And those clubs would have not qualified through their league position. Hello, Arsenal. Hello, Liverpool. That's what we're talking about here, just so that you understand. If this format was used right now, Liverpool would get a Champions League spot despite the fact they're seventh in the Premier League. Why are they doing this? I'll tell you why they're doing this. They're doing it because there was a big move afoot from the quote-unquote big clubs to have a European Super League and cut UEFA and the Champions League out of it. And this way, with each team playing 10 matches against opponents of, you know, different quality in sort of an overall league table. So basically, it's becoming really a league. No more group stage, just a league table. The top eight are going to go to the knockout phase. 9th through 24th will go to a playoff round. If this is sounding more and more like American sports to you, welcome to the family. And I'm telling you right now, if you think this is horse 
you know what, and hogs wallop, it's going to actually happen. The decision was delayed, but that's just politics, 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 as Mel Brooks said in uh, History of the World, if you remember that. UEFA doing this so that the big clubs don't split off and form their own Super League. This way, they're saying, hey, you know what? It's next to impossible for you big clubs not to make it into the tournament. Ha-ha! Money, money, money. And we're going to be more inclusive. We're going to open up an extra couple of spots, and we're going to let some really rubbishy teams in just for, you know, poops and laughs. You know what I mean by that, right? <laughs> Problem with this is that it adds dates to the calendar. It adds more dates to the calendar. A hundred more matches and four extra dates for European fixtures. That's just before Christmas. What does this fundamentally mean? It means that UEFA are reaching in and taking match dates of the League Cup currently plays. Now, look, I know a lot of people dismiss the League Cup. It is silverware. It is domestic silverware. It is important silverware. Is it as important as the FA Cup? No. Is it as important as the Champions League? Of course not. Or the Premier League? No, of course not. But it's still silverware. But it generates a lot of money for teams up and down the tables. Plural. It is the largest financial contributor to the Football League. And with this in place, it is going to destroy the Football League. And is UEFA going to step, step up and provide money to the teams in the Football League that are losing this revenue because uh, Barcelona and Madrid and uh, Manchester City and Liverpool and Arsenal and all these other clubs are crying about maybe not making the Champions League one year? No, of course they're not going to because they don't give a rat's ass about the other teams in the Football League. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. The European leagues continue to argue against the exclusivity of those dates and the plan to allocate two additional, two of the additional four places. So they're going to go from thirty-two to thirty-six, but of these four places, two are going to go to uh, teams that sort of always make it. So if you looked at this today, of the three English clubs currently in the Champions League spots, West Ham or Everton would miss out on that additional Champions League place to Tottenham because Tottenham have a bigger history in the Champions League even though they're below them in the Premier League. This is not about sporting merit, folks. This is about money, 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 money. It's going to happen, so whether I like it or not, it doesn't matter. And you know, do I like it? No, I do not. And I only have a couple of minutes, but there's so many other issues that come up as a result of this. Number one, compressed schedule, more games. Number two, going to put pressure on the international sides. Clubs and players are going to be less, more hesitant to leave for international duty. It's going to cause havoc with UEFA, with international fixtures. Number three, what it's going to absolutely, completely, totally, and utterly destroy, it, the expansion of the Champions League and the expansion of the international FIFA World Cup qualifying is going to put a death 
knell and death bell and will bring to an end the money-spinning friendlies here in the United States where you get your ICC and you get the, the teams. I've spoken to promoters of all of these tournaments and they are not planning on any. You may get a match here and there, but there's going to be no time for teams to travel abroad to take their brand out and about. This needs to bring up a whole different discussion. Does this benefit Major League Soccer? Does this benefit the A-League in Australia? Who does this, does this benefit the emerging domestic leagues? Or does this hurt globe football overall? Or does this make no difference? I would love to hear from you. Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, listen, I, you know, that's another side effect of this. I mean, how about we just go back to the old Euros, where the winner of the league goes into the tournament in knockout rounds immediately, knockout matches, and the winner is the winner. Let's, uh, let's forget the group stages. Let's forget all this other nonsense. Let's just go back to the purity of it all. Let's go old school, shall we? OG. I don't see that happening either. This is going to happen. UEFA have to do this, or the big teams are going to stick up the middle finger to UEFA and go set up their own competition where it doesn't matter if you qualify or not. Again, look at Liverpool. couple of injuries, two, three injuries, struggling down in seventh in the table. They've got a real fight on their hands if they hope to make it up to the Champions League. I don't think they will, but never fear, guys. Under the new system, your reputation will see it alone. Your past history will ensure that you come to the big dance. It will be like the Final Four, where every year Louisville and, um, uh, and North Carolina and Gonzaga and you know TCU and all these same sort of names that constantly come up. The media loves this stuff. I can't go on about this enough. In fact, I will pick this up again on Friday, but don't forget Friday, we're gonna have full match previews for every match coming up in the Premier League this weekend. The big game is on, the qualifiers are over. I'm gonna take a break. Be right back after this to wrap it up on World Soccer Radio. Oh, that's funny there. Uh, that's the clash. Uh, I'm so bored with the USA. And isn't it funny that uh, English and European sports are becoming more and more like American sports the way they're done? Good thing or bad thing? Love to hear from you. Twitter me, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, Facebook.com, forward slash World Soccer Radio. But really, that is what we're talking about here, folks. The vested, moneyed interest in global football. The Man Uniteds, the Liverpools, the Barcelonas, the Madrids, you know, the guys that just expect to be there because of their name and their badge will be protected under this new Champions League format. The people that love it, the media, the ESPNs, the Peacocks, the CBSs. The same reason that come the NCAA tournament, or the uh, American you know, college football tournament, everybody loves Alabama. Well, they got like five people live in Alabama, okay? 
but they have a college football team that everybody follows that's the world over that the media loves what so the five they're five people that live in alabama or maybe six you know where i'm going with this right sorry bob i know you graduated from alabama when you were there that was seven okay <laughs> all right i'm on my soapbox listen i wish i had more time but i am actually the smack out of time on the show today which is a bloody shame because I have so much to talk about today. There are days that go by that I really struggle sometimes with with content. Uh, but today, you know, I don't know what to say. I'm the opposite of speech less. I'm speech more. All right. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9, a, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. So much to talk about. And don't forget, folks. The big game, the big show, the greatest reality show on the planet is back this weekend. Thank God, the Premier League. And there is a juicy, juicy fixture happening at the Emirates. Arsenal, Liverpool, we will talk all about it. Until then, have a great night. Enjoy the football. And remember, head over to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.